0: This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee on day 22 of the 60-day legislative session, where the effort to put new limits on voting by mail is front and center.
1: Our constituents are demanding more integrity and more transparency in our elections. It just seems like they've, they've come up with every asinine way to, to make the
2: process harder.
3: These burdensome efforts to complicate our elections process are blatant attempts at voter suppression.
4: The bill would contribute to a broader and unacceptable national trend that would make the fabric of our democracy fray, tear, and
0: rot away. Republicans who support the election bill say they're all about safety and security. Opponents say it's more about suppression. The governor cuts a ceremonial ribbon outside a new Bucky's convenience store in Daytona Beach. Turns out he is a big fan of their bathrooms.
5: Yeah, you know, you're on a long trip. You may need to, to take a break and, and, and have some relief. These bathrooms are the cleanest bathrooms you've ever seen in your life. I mean, it's like a five-star restaurant in there.
0: Ron DeSantis also made a stop in Melbourne, where he pushed back when reporters asked about Publix getting a contract for vaccines after donating $100,000 to his re-election campaign.
5: And it's wrong. It's wrong. It's a fake narrative. I just disabused you of the narrative. And you don't care about the facts because obviously I laid it out for you in a way that is irrefutable. And so it's clearly not. No, 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 you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong.
0: We'll also have your daily calendar of political events and the story of a Florida man who pulled a gun on a cop who was nice enough to give him a ride home. But first, a word from the sponsor. You're listening to the Sunrise Podcast from Florida Politics, and we are
3: much obliged. This public health crisis has shown our one-size-fits-all education system does not meet the needs of every child. Senate Bill 48 rethinks education and provides needed flexibility for students and families, giving students the tools and resources they need to unleash their potential. You can make a difference and improve our education system by visiting fledreform.com to tell your lawmaker to support SB 48. Paid for by Americans Prosperity, Florida. And now the top stories
0: on Sunrise for Tuesday, March 23rd. This is National Puppy Day, National Chia Day, World Meteorological Day, and Near Miss Day. You see, on this date in 1989, an asteroid about the size of a mountain came very close to colliding with the planet. Thankfully, it was a near miss. On this date in 1775, Patrick Henry proclaimed, "'Give me liberty or give me death!' during a speech in favor of Virginian troops joining the Revolutionary War. In 1919, Benito Mussolini formed the fascist movement in Italy. In 1933, the German Reichstag passed the Enabling Act, granting Adolf Hitler dictatorial powers. And in 1992, the Florida Marlins began selling tickets for the very first time. The State Health Department reported more than 2,800 new cases of COVID Monday and 39 additional fatalities. Our death toll has reached 33,408. Now, these numbers are actually an improvement over the ones from January and February, but we seem to have reached a plateau. The number of new COVID cases over the past week, about the same as the previous week. The state's official vaccine counter shows almost 5 million people have now been vaccinated, and more than half of them have received their second shot. In the aftermath of what they call one of the most successful elections in Florida history, Republicans in the legislature are moving ahead with sweeping changes that will make it more difficult to vote by mail. On Monday, the House Public Integrity and Elections Committee passed a proposed committee bill from Representative Blaze Angolia of Spring Hill.
1: Last election cycle, Florida administered one of the smoothest elections and was heralded as a standard on how elections should be run across the United States. Many of the reforms in the election bill we passed in 2019 helped to contribute to this success. But we should never rest on our laurels and we should never pass up an opportunity to make a good thing even better. The PCB, I believe, will accomplish these goals by adding security members to keep our elections safe and secure. When you vote at the polls, there are plenty of safeguards, plenty of safeguards. Voting at the polls is probably the most secure place that you can vote to ensure that your vote is cast properly and the integrity of the vote um, is at the highest standard. But when we look at vote-by-mail ballots, there are almost no safeguards. And all we're asking for is some reasonable safeguards to ensure the sanctity of the vote, that nobody's vote is going to be disenfranchised, that we're looking for ID, we're making sure that the person who is supposed to cast the ballot is the person, in fact, casting the ballot.
0: Voting rights advocates say this has nothing to do with safety or security. Patty Brigham with the League of Women Voters says the word you're looking for is suppression.
3: Why change what is working well? These changes are completely unnecessary and all 67 supervisors of elections agree. Instead of continuing to provide easy and convenient ways for our voters to vote, these pieces of legislation the uh, PCB bill by Public Integrity and Elections Committee and Senate Bill 90, they're attempting to improve our elections when they would actually do quite the opposite by placing additional burdens on Florida's voters and supervisors. The League of Women Voters believes these burdensome efforts to complicate our elections process are blatant attempts at voter suppression. We will continue to challenge all efforts and tactics that threaten our democracy and limit the ability of voters to exercise their vote.
0: Brad Ashwell, with All Voting is Local, says Representative Angolia has pretty much admitted his bill will make it harder for you to vote and for your vote to count.
2: I was very troubled today to hear the sponsor of the bill blatantly saying he wants to ease the ability to challenge voters. He repeatedly said we need to make it easier to challenge voters. It's very clear what their intent is. It's to make it harder to vote and to make sure fewer votes count, which is the exact opposite way we should be going. Um, the House bill also would create an archi- archive of online signatures for parties and candidates to evaluate, which is also going to lead to more um, challenges, but, it, but it's also a huge identity that it's it, it, the, the concerns for identity that there are astronomical. I don't know any other way to better express that. Um, it also bans people from just helping voters who are in line with water and those sorts of things. It just seems like they've, they've come up with every asinine way to, to make the process harder.
0: Florida NAACP President Adora nueze says this seems like a throwback to the days of Jim Crow laws that were designed to keep blacks from voting.
4: We really can't afford to not have one step of what we do in order to vote to be taken away from us. We know the Jim Crow days, we understand that. We do not plan to go back and take anybody's tests or listen to anything else that's stopping us from going to the polls. Voter suppression is not good, it is not fair, it is not, really not right for whites to get to vote and black and brown people have to struggle. That's a problem. So we're going to fight this because we've got to make sure that our rights are maintained. There are too many rights we have fought for. We haven't come this far to turn
0: around now. It's not just the House bill. Senate Bill 90 is even more restrictive. And ACLU of Florida Director Micah Kubik says these efforts to suppress votes are happening across the country.
4: The supporters of SB 90 in the governor's mansion and the legislature can claim all that they like, that it's about election security and integrity. But the truth is plain for all of us to see. SB 90 is intended to make it harder for Florida's citizens to vote. You can dress it up as much as you like. You can stretch it out over many pages of text. You can try to mislead people by claiming the bill is a response to imaginary demands for greater security in elections. But when you come right down to it, the one and only thing that SB 90 does is make it harder for eligible Florida citizens who want to participate in democracy to actually do so. That's shameful because voting is one of the cornerstones of our democracy. And SB 90 poses such a great threat because it is not an isolated incident. Instead, it comes at a time when 250 anti-voting bills have been filed in 43 different state legislatures. Each and every one of those 250 measures makes it harder for people to register, vote, or make their vote count. Each and every one disproportionately harms communities of color, and together those 250 bills, of which Florida's is a prime example, Uh, they represent the rejection of the idea and the spirit of democracy itself. And so the bill would contribute to a broader and unacceptable national trend that would make the fabric of our democracy fray, tear, and rot away.
0: As you might expect, Representative Angolia says all these complaints are much ado about nothing. He denies charges that the GOP is trying to suppress anyone's vote.
1: Our constituents are demanding more integrity and more transparency in our elections. It's not a partisan issue because it it goes across all parties. You know, it's kind of funny when I hear the word voter suppression when it comes to elections bills, particularly that I have drafted over the years. Last election bill, um, it was called voter suppression. Um, it was bashed in a lot of um, uh, the media, the liberal media. So when we fast forward to the last bill, which was labeled as voter suppression, we had more people voting in the history of the state of Florida, and it ran pretty smooth. So I sort of discount when I hear that word voter suppression. I don't think it's voter suppression because at the end of the day, especially when it comes to vote by mail, all uh, somebody has to do is put a stamp on it and mail
0: it back. The bill was approved in committee on a party-line vote. A footnote here, ingolia is a former chairman of the state Republican Party, and the sponsor of Senate Bill 90 is the current chairman of the party. Now, if legislative leaders really want us to believe these bills are fair and nonpartisan, maybe they should have thought about the optics and found different sponsors. Then again, you have to admit they're pretty transparent about the whole thing. One more footnote, even though there is now proof of real fraud, there's nothing in either bill to deal with sham candidates placed on the ballot to siphon votes away from the other party. Representative Evan Jenny says last week's arrest of a GOP operative accused of paying almost $50,000 to a sham candidate isn't going to change a thing in the state legislature.
1: This has been going on for a long time. Um, people putting other people in races to close out races, to do this, to do that. Uh, it happens a lot. It happens on both sides of the aisle. Uh, but the problem is, uh, you know, the system works for some folks uh, to have things like this going on. Some people like it this way.
0: Moving along. The governor was in Daytona Beach Monday to cut the ribbon for a mega convenience store and travel center as he stood in front of a giant inflatable beaver. The store is called Bucky's. The beaver is their mascot, and Ron DeSantis worked hard to bring them to Florida.
5: As somebody who used to drive 95 up and down this congressional district and driven all over the state, I know my way around uh, rest stops and service stations and everything like that. And I got to tell you, Bucky's, this is like the Shangri-La of sh- service stations. You go look in there, all the different things that they have. I mean, you have all these people, both local and visitors, that are going to be coming down this way. What better place to stop than here, where you can literally have anything uh, th- th- that you want, really, in addition to filling up your tank. I knew about Bucky's. I had heard all these great things. It's like a legend in Texas as a gas station connoisseur myself as someone that's been traveling around this state for years and years it's something that I'm that I got excited about but I had never actually been in a Buckys until today and I think that it exceeded my expectations and so I'm excited there are so many people in there that were really excited about about being here but I think what it shows is you know if you look around the country you have businesses closing in a lot of these states Florida, We have businesses opening, new businesses opening.
0: The governor also praised the sparkling clean bathrooms at Bucky's, comparing it to a five-star restaurant in there. DeSantis was in Melbourne a few hours later to announce he wants to use $75 million of federal COVID money to beef up workforce education. He also engaged in his favorite sport of media bashing when a reporter asked if there was any connection between the money Publix donated to his re-election campaign and his decision to make them the largest provider of COVID vaccinations in the state.
5: So first of all, that, what you're saying is wrong. That's, that, that's a fake narrative. So first of all, when we did the, the first pharmacies that had it were CVS and Walgreens. And they had a long-term care mission so they were going to the long-term care facilities they got vaccine in the middle of december they started going to the long-term care facilities the third week of december to do ltc's so that was their mission that was very important and we trusted them to do that as we got into january we wanted to expand the distribution points so yes you had the counties you had some drive-through sites you had hospitals that were doing a lot but we wanted to get it into communities more so we reached out to other retail pharmacies, Publix, Walmart. Obviously, CVS and Walgreens had to finish that mission, and we said we're going to we're going to use you as soon as you're done with that. For the Publix, they were the first one to raise their hand, say they were ready to go. So our uh, way has been multifaceted. It has worked, and we're also now very much expanding CVS and Walgreens now that they've completed the long-term care mission. Yes. And it's wrong. It's wrong. It's a fake narrative. I just disabused you of the narrative. And you don't care about the facts because obviously I laid it out for you in a way that is irrefutable. And so it's clearly not. No, no, no. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong.
0: I'm going to have to remember that line about fake narrative the next time my gal Debbie and I have a disagreement. Although, frankly, I doubt she will buy it. Good news for Florida college students who rely on the Bright Futures scholarship to help pay the bills. Senator Dennis Baxley of Ocala is no longer suggesting that they should reduce scholarships for people who choose to pursue a major that doesn't lead to big bucks. Baxley still wants the Board of Governors to develop a list of majors that, quote, do not lead directly to employment. However, he filed an amendment to his bill Monday so it would not reduce financial aid for students who choose one of those majors. Baxley blinked after a huge backlash from students and their families. His amended bill goes before the Senate Education Appropriations subcommittee this morning at 1030. Speaking of which, your calendar of events is next, along with the story of a Florida man who repaid a cop for an act of kindness by pulling a gun. But first, a word from the sponsors. In Florida, if you fall behind on court debt payments, the state takes away your
5: driver's license. But if you can't drive, you can't work. So how can you make enough money to pay the debt? This policy makes no sense. Let's end debt-based license suspensions and help Florida
0: get back to work. Welcome back to your sunrise calendar. At 830, the Senate Transportation Appropriations Subcommittee takes up a bill designed to bolster the use of electric vehicles by creating a grant program for local governments for vehicle charging infrastructure. At 915, the House Civil Justice Subcommittee takes up a bill that revamps the state's divorce laws and eliminates permanent alimony. At 1145, House Speaker Chris Sprouls holds a press conference to make, quote, an important announcement regarding maternal health care. At 1230, the Senate Children, Families, and Elder Affairs Committee takes up a bill that allows nursing homes to use apprentice programs for personal care attendants to meet their minimum staffing requirements. Free labor, anyone? The Senate Criminal Justice Subcommittee meets at 1230 to consider a proposal to expand the scope of human trafficking offenses. Also at 1230, the Senate Education Committee hears a bill that spells out parental rights on issues like education and health care. At 3.30, the Senate Domestic Security Committee takes up a bill creating an emergency preparedness and response fund within the governor's office. The Senate Regulated Industries Committee meets at 3.30 to hear a bill that prevents local governments from regulating building design elements on many homes. The House Children, Families, and Senior Subcommittee meets at 4 to take up a bill that creates criminal penalties for maliciously disclosing information about the locations of domestic violence shelters. And at four, the House Environmental Subcommittee hears a bill expanding the definition of renewable energy to include, quote, renewable natural gas. And no, that is not a joke. Officials say a Florida man died Sunday night after he jumped off the 14th floor balcony of the Sunrise Beach Resort in Panama City Beach. He was wearing a parachute but it did not open. Finally today, a Florida man is accused of pulling a gun on a cop who had just given him a ride home. Ocala police officer Jordan Decker says he spotted 32-year-old Trevor Henderson and his girlfriend walking at the downtown square late at night, and they appeared to be intoxicated, so he gave them both a ride home. Now, as he was leaving, there was a commotion at the house, so Decker returned, and he was talking to the girlfriend at the front door when Henderson walked up, waving a gun, and eventually pointed it at the officer's face. It was all captured on the cop's body cam.
3: He's my boyfriend. He's my, you know what I mean? Dude, dude, put, put the, put down the gun. Put down.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yes, Trevor, really. Florida man is charged with attempted murder of a law enforcement officer. That's it for Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again tomorrow as we plumb the depths of Florida politics.